0: to 8 by Kate, a small business marketing podcast. I'm your host, Kate el Hey, welcome to 8 by Kate, and so excited to have you with us today. But first, I want to introduce my right hand to this podcast, Annabella Estrada, or as I like to call her, Bella. Um, welcome, Bella. How are you?
1: Good. How's
0: it going? Good, good. What I want to just first let everyone know is um, I'm going to brag about you a little bit, okay? Um, <laughs> first, number one is a lot of people may not know this, but Annabella is actually an entrepreneur herself and she owns an amazing business, Wind Up Dance Tour. And just so you know, we're going to let Bella on one of these episodes tell you all about Wind Up in the future. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm really excited to, to have her share a little bit more about her and what she's been able to do with wind up. But when it comes to HOM consulting and what she's been able to do for us is she really is my right hand with all things, um, here at HOM consulting. And, um, she is the director of content curation and she really brings, um, that youthful millennial eye that, you know, I'm sort of old so that, um, it's nice for her and I to be able to bounce ideas and creative thoughts, um, amongst each other on a daily basis. Um, She's also assisted me in co-producing a lot of our HOM events, both at Sundance Film Festival, um, and also just events all around the country. So I'm really excited to have her to be a part of my team. And I'm even more excited for her to, to agree. I had to twist some arms to get her to be part of this podcast. Um, So thank you so much, Bella, for doing this with me. And I know that we are going to be a fierce team. And we're going to be able to deliver a lot of stuff to a lot of small business owners. So welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast. And I think we've already proven that we're a fierce team already. I mean, uh, that's a given. But yeah, I'm excited to start this podcast and really give out a lot of information for everybody out there that's interested in, you know, maybe becoming an entrepreneur, or you have a small business, and you're just starting things, or, you know, you're already been in business a long time, things are changing every day, as we see. So, you know, doing these weekly podcasts are going to be so helpful.
0: I love it. So saying that, um, you and I have been applauding and planning um, over the last several weeks. And I'd love for you, if you don't mind, because you have all the details, Um, you're in the know, what we have coming up. So I think that would be great. This is the first true podcast that we're doing together. So let people know what they can expect in the upcoming weeks. Could you do that for us? Absolutely.
1: So we have planned out for the rest of the year,
0: actually. We have our um, episodes planned out. Uh, Tonight's
1: episode is our monthly need to know in small business. Um, and then we have November 24th. is going to be our enter the entrepreneur episode. We'll be chatting with salon and spa owner, Hillary Whitehouse of Haven Salon and Spa uh, based in center Valley, Pennsylvania. I love Hillary. She's so fun. So we're going to have eight questions for her on November 24th, December 1st. is going to be our next small biz need to know episode which is our monthly review of the hot topics, trends, and different tools in the small business marketing world. December 8th will be our Enter the Expert episode where we will have Gotham Chanda, Cloud 21 PR, discussing eight growth hacking tips for independent filmmakers. Oh, Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to talk with Gotham. Um, Again, that's going to be another fun episode. Uh, So far, all of our um, podcast contributors that we're interviewing are the most fun people that we know. So, super <laughs> exciting. Uh, December 15th will be eight last minute holiday marketing ideas for small business. That's going to be really fun and interesting. Can't wait for that. December 22nd will be our next Enter the Entrepreneur episode. We will have Dr. Darren Mazeppa of Vitality Natural Healthcare Center talking with us about eight New Year's resolutions that you should consider.
0: Yeah. And you know what? He's already emailed me several times and he's, he's like going full on with this. So okay. that's going to be really positive. He always is one, he's super intelligent, which I absolutely love. So we have so much lined up. I'm really excited. <laughs> um So that's going to be great. But you know what? Let's get right into things today on our need to know segment. And I just want to kind of outline that the first week of every month we're going to be bringing these need-to-know segments to you. So the first Tuesday of every month, make sure that you um, tune in so that you can hear all the latest tools, the trends that we're seeing in marketing, hot topics in the industry. Um, it, look, small business owners need to be informed. Um, you don't want to get stuck in the old and using old tools or old methods because, let's be honest, Bella, you can you know this more than I do even social media is changing every single day and marketing is changing every single day. And especially the world we live in right now, that's even more so of a thing. Um, cause at every hour it seems to change. Um, so we're going to talk about the very, our number one, cause remember we're always talking about a thing. So our first one for this week is keywords and hashtags. And we do get this question quite a lot. And we also Do we want to say we slap clients' hands sometimes? Yes, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do that. Bella does. So so do you want to chime in real quick, Bella, here and share with us kind of your thoughts? You're you're kind of in the trenches when it comes to Instagram and Facebook. Um, Let us know some details about what we need to know this week regarding keywords and hashtags. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I would definitely say that this has been a topic this month and just something that's been Kind of reoccurring for multiple clients and just people that I talk to day to day with the changes that are happening with Instagram and Facebook right now. We just had a big election, um, and basically the social media platforms are really trying to figure out and and help people not spread false information. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, so they're really watching. Hashtags that people are using and keywords that people are using that might revolve around the current state of things right now, whether it's election based, voter based, or COVID related. So, again, that's been a big topic um, that we've been talking about through with our marketing clients um, and being really, really cautious about any keywords that you're using or hashtags because it might get, might end up in the bucket of. Your content being political, being under that, you know, COVID-19 information that they're going to watch you possibly take down your posts, possibly warn you. Um, So that's been what's going on there. So really researching those keywords that you're using in hashtags first before putting it in and your content might be fine. Your content could be something unrelated, right? But you used that word that just happens to, you know, be involved in what's going on right now. Um, And as a business, you don't want to end up in that bucket. Unless your business is, is, you know, that.
0: So from all of that, what I hear you saying is, if you can just stay away from it.
1: Just stay away from it. Yeah, I would for as business, um, as business goes, um, you know, just, and really go into Instagram is what I like to use, go in there. And if you think you think you want to use a hashtag, research it first, see what comes up, see how many people are using this hashtag. And trust me, you'd be surprised at some hashtags that you think would be okay to use. And it's super innocent, but for some reason, the social media world changed that around in a day, which has happened. Um, and again, you don't want to be put in that uh, bucket.
0: Yeah, that's really great information. And we do see it a lot. um, You know, especially with some clients that post for themselves or just businesses that post and they don't really realize that. So that's really, really good information. Um, Okay, so let's go into number two right away. Okay, so the second um, thing that we want to share with you is something that small business owners can sort of sort of leverage and we have seen some really great things come out of that, which is November is National Gratitude Month. And we've been able to see a lot of clients leverage this in so many ways, whether that be from um, sharing their gratitude or coming from an empathetic way. I know that I've seen some of the results on engagement, Bella, um, on our end, and it's been really, really effective. So um, do you want to give like one or two ideas for small business owners that they could potentially do for National Gratitude Month and how they could leverage it to gain engagement?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite ways with with this topic for National Gratitude Month, and just in general, is making a video. You know, I love videos. (laughs) <laughs> um, so if you want engagement and you really want to send them, send a message out there to your audience, there's no better way to do it than with video, you know, if, so it's national gratitude month, let's talk about why you're grateful. Um, and then ask in your video for them to leave comments down below and, you know, share with me why you're grateful or what is something that, you know, you've noticed this month. Um, and again, I really get that engagement and video is the way to do it. Another way to do it that we've seen also um, is maybe some sort of offer. Um, You know, it's National Gratitude Month. So what a better month than to, you know, let your clients or your customers know that you are grateful for them. And because of that, here is an offer for you. Um, Those would be my two ideas right now for, you know, social media.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Okay, so let's go into number three. Um, Yes, so
1: um, one thing I wanted to
0: talk about was
1: recently, I've been hearing a lot about changes with MailChimp. And I know you've been working a lot with our clients on that. um, And I'd like to learn more about it myself also. So what changes have has MailChimp rolled out? And You know, what is, I guess, a lot of clients were worried about this. So what was the outcome of that?
0: Well, I don't really know if there's an outcome. (laughs) Well, let me just sum it up a little bit. Um, We're in a really super sensitive environment right now. So when somebody does release a change or update, which, mind you, it wasn't like some big, huge update. Mm-hmm. Um with with Mailchip, and i'll I'll get to exactly what it is. But I think a lot of people started having some major concerns about their update. so t- to kind of just back it up a bit, they implemented um what they like to call their um acceptable use policy, okay? So that means they're basically telling you or as some people like to call it dictating to you what you can or cannot use their platform for. And as you know, we do have a lot of clients that do use MailChimp because I always find it um, to be the initial super inexpensive way for clients. And we do work with a lot of startups and very small businesses. So this is um, a a good selection for them. And they also are doing a lot of new building of um, rolling out different pieces to the platform, which has... To me, um, has been sort of impressive in some ways. Um, you know, they're not without their faults, though. So, in general, there is a policy of acceptable use, and it does have a lot of the stuff that you would expect there to be on there, which is um, pharmaceuticals, gambling services, uh, multi-level marketing or affiliate marketing, credit repair companies, and things like that. Now, I understand that some people will get upset with the piece that says there's also, so they're, they're ones that are just not acceptable. You cannot use MailChimp's platform for any of this bucket of things. Uh There's another bucket that is called content that's subject to additional scrutiny. Okay. Well, first of all, what does that mean? None of us really know what that additional scrutiny means, but um, it's it's basically saying that if you get higher abuse rates because you're you're leveraging it, this you can be suspended and you can there, your account can be disabled and all this other stuff. So those sorts of things are um, mortgage and loans, adult entertainment, um, real estate, and the big one for a lot of our clients was the nutritional mm-hmm. herbal. And vi- um, vitamin supplements category. So we have a lot of clients in that arena, right? So they were like, oh, this is going to affect me. Um, I don't think my personal opinion that any of our current clients, this is going to affect as far as that's concerned, the herbal, um, the nutritional herbal supplements, you have to if anybody goes into their spam folder, you will start seeing trends in that spam folder. And let's be honest, a lot of those that content that's being put into your spam folder has to do with nutritional weight loss, like all those things um multi gambling, uh, working from home, little sticks, pharmaceutical products. And it's that's being done for a reason, because a lot of times people are getting your emails, and they're spamming you this content. So It's meant to protect the consumer. It's not meant to punch a small business owner in the gut. And there was a lot of um, talk on social media, and I got screenshots galore, (laughs) of people that were claiming they know somebody that had an account that was disabled and they lost all their contacts. I asked for proof of that. I have not seen that. I have not heard of that. We're um, you know, we're in forums, so I've been following it, and I just don't see it. So what I'm saying is we do need to be careful. And I think what we're presenting to clients is if you have a problem because you feel like MailChimp is trying to dictate to you, so it's more of a, this is my right, they shouldn't be telling me what I can do, then okay, we can move you. I'm all right with that. But also know that it's also there to protect the consumer at the end of the day, when people are getting bombarded on a daily basis with hundreds of spam content emails, and it is getting out of control. So, you know, it's a, yeah, it makes
1: sense. And it's it's similar to what we talked about earlier with those keywords and those hashtags, you know, it's just all around that. It's they're just really trying to get these people not to spam content out there and, you know, it's very similar to again, what's happening on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's sort of crazy, but this is the world we live in. So we you need to you know, know an type of person is it's, it's kind of like, you gotta learn to play the game. Yeah. And um, you know, sometimes that sucks you know, but you do, you you know, what's, you know, what's the better outcome proving a point or running your business. So you need to choose. Okay. And you have to, again, I like that
1: because as a business, unfortunately with these, with things changing so fast and these trends happening of things, you know, you either hop on board or you, you don't, it's
0: yeah, good. Really good point. <laughs> and it, you know, a lot of people complain, and then I'm like, you know, something like Facebook, it's free. And Mailchimp, yes, you do have to pay. So that's where you do have to make a decision. You know what? I don't. I'll take my business somewhere else. Yeah. And you know, they. I'm sure that as a business, they had to weigh that out as well. Yeah. So what I will do is there. Uh, I will share the link to this new policy um, within this um, post. So if anybody would like to. Click and see what the new policy update is, they can do so. Um, and then, obviously, if they're using MailChimp, they can make decisions um, based off of that. Um, so, great conversation. Thanks, Bella. That was a good one. <laughs> um, so, let's jump into number four, though, which I'm going to give away a little tool. I'm, I'm going to share a little tool that I think small business owners are going to really love, which is it is a tool called Quick. Now, let me spell that for you, okay? It's Q-U-I-C-C dot I-O, okay? This tool is amazing. Um, it basically captions your videos for you. So, you know, you see videos now with captions on them, whether it be on Facebook, on YouTube, on um, on, um Instagram, wherever, this allows you to do it. You can sign up for a free account. Um, Once you're verified, you can upload your video. It will transcribe that video for you. It also allows for editing. So you can pick fonts, you can, um, you know, so you're you're selecting things that are connected to your brand in a way. Um, And then you can burn that um, in the caption frame by frame. Okay. And it only takes a couple minutes. Um, and then you download your final video, it does give you an SRT file as well, which people that are doing video content, they'll know what that is. Um, so it's really kind of cool. It's a cool little tool. I know there's a lot of other transcription and video transcribing um, software out there this one just a super sleek and super new. And I would suggest anybody that's in vi- doing video content, check that out. Love that. Yeah. And um,
1: I, that's a question we get a lot too, from a lot of our clients is, you know, should we be putting, you know, captions, closed captions in our videos, etc. cetera. Um, with Facebook, which is really cool. They do it for you. So they auto generate captions for you, which is really nice. Um, but a lot of these other platforms don't have that yet. So being able to use this tool and just have it on your video, you know, all the time is really helpful, especially if you make a lot of video content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a super, and like I said, there's others out there on the market, but I just think this one is super easy for small business owners to use. There's not like a huge learning curve with this stuff. Um, And that's kind of what we want to make sure that we're sharing, not kind of going over small business owners heads with some of this technology that's out there. Um,
1: it seems like it's really easy to use. So definitely want to check that out. Um, so yeah, our number five um, newsworthy trend that is going on currently are virtual events.
0: Ooh.
1: Uh, virtual events. And you have a webinar
0: coming up. I do. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I'm so glad nobody's seeing this because I looked at you. I'm like, oh yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, you have a webinar coming up
0: on Tuesday,
1: the 17th. Um, So we'll definitely include that if you want to register. It'll be talking about sales and marketing for virtual events. Um, And you will be joining Hugh with RedCast Sales Coaching, which is awesome. Um, So definitely, if you wanted to know more about virtual events, tune into that webinar. It's completely free. Um, So we'll talk a little bit about it now, virtual events. Now, when... Start of the pandemic happened, I'm not going to lie, because I'm in the event business, I was not fond of the idea of virtual events. Now, I'm to the point where virtual events are not going anywhere. They're not. They're going to be here. They're going to be here to stay. So it's definitely something that I think a lot of business owners who do events, even if it's just like webinars, talks, stuff like that, always having a virtual option. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's going to be with us for a very long time.
0: I agree, especially with the winter coming too. And, you know, we're hearing now in the news about possible more like restrictions. I'm not going to use the word closed down. Just restrictions that may happen in certain cities cities and areas around the country that um, I think you may even see another insurgence of of virtual events, or or I think you also, you know, what I didn't even. I I'm thinking of this for my other business, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're you also have people that are like me that are kind of like, I just got to do it. I got to bite the bullet and do it because, like you said, it's not going away. So I might as well join the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. what, what do you think about though? I, and I haven't asked you this before. What do you think about? too much virtual event stuff though.
1: I mean, I don't think it hurts, but I do see a lot of like, it depends. Again, I think it depends on what your business is. I think you can overdo it for sure. Um, But if you're a business that is really restricted right now and that you have no other option, like, you know, put it out there. Why not? You know, Um, again, I don't think virtual events are going anywhere. And I think and what actually what I thought of uh, for personally for my business is think about all the people, though, that you can reach by doing a virtual event versus a location in person event.
0: I, I completely agree with you. And it happened to us today. We normally are location-based for my other business, and we do workshops all the time locally. Well, today, we had our first two dual workshops back-to-back, and we had people from all over the country, California, I forget, what, like just much like up north, way, like it would be a good hour and a half drive if they came to us in Pennsylvania. So I agree with you. Now you're getting a different kind of reach, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's something that I just think is really cool because you know, I I
1: look at like a lot of my insights and stuff like that. And like I have a big following in New York, you know, but I don't have that many when I do my events, I don't have that many. I have some people come from New York, but now I think about like, hmm, if I did virtual, like imagine the amount of people that probably would just it's easy for them to just log on at home. Um
0: really good point.
1: Yeah. So I I again the virtual events aren't going anywhere. I'm seeing tons of them more webinars. So I think businesses should really go for it. Try it. Your first one might not be great. You know, that's okay. Um, But also virtual events, they they take a lot of work.
0: It it is not a snap of the finger. And a lot of people, and we're going to talk about this on Tuesday, by the way. (laughs) Sign up for the webinar on Tuesday, the virtual webinar. Or if you don't, we'll probably have the replay that you'll be able to get. But yeah, we're, we're going to talk about all the why you should ha- and how you should and the commitment, right? It's a, it is a commitment when you're doing these. Yeah. Um, and the marketing of them can be a lot more difficult, honestly. You know what I mean? Um, and that that's a lot of it's because of all the noise in the universe right now when it comes to virtual stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, some people just don't want to be attached to their computer or their phone when they have downtime. So the good thing is, is a
1: lot of platforms have made it easy and they're acknowledging virtual events. So they're making those options within Facebook, within Eventbrite, within, you know, so they're making it, you know, they're acknowledging it.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on because. We don't want to give it all away. We have TikTok- no, yeah, yeah, you got to come to the webinar. Not only like that, we're only at number five, girl. So we got to move on to number six.
1: <laughs> um, so number six was, uh, again, another question that I had constantly coming up this past month is
0: TikTok or not to TikTok? Okay, um, so can I just chime in real quick? Yeah. So I do <laughs> love TikTok and I get caught in the you know, 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to bed, let me just go on TikTok for 10 minutes. And then I look at the clock, and it's 1230 in the morning.
1: (laughs) You get deep in it. And it's so it's just so easy to just get on TikTok. And the videos are so short. So you can like, watch so much.
0: Well, you're the one that was showing me how to actually use it and create videos. Now, I haven't done that yet. So that'll be my next thing. But thank you for showing me how to do it.
1: So for you small business owners, um, should you get on TikTok is is, is the question that we had. Um, I say yes. I think you should at least download it, you know, get on it. That doesn't mean you have to... um Upload to it, etc. You don't have to go making TikToks, but I definitely would get on TikTok to just see what's out there, see what other people are doing, see these different trends. These, you know, people do these TikTok challenges that are happening. The different sounds that are trending. Um, a lot of people are using it in their marketing. Um, they're using it in. I've seen some ads. I saw some Facebook and Instagram ads that were like because. Instagram has Instagram Reels now, which is TikTok for Instagram. That's a whole other thing. Um, but I saw an ad that was like basically a TikTok, but it was an ad. And I was like, that's really interesting that it was like a TikTok video. And they ran it as an ad.
0: Um, We're seeing, I'm actually seeing them on commercials on TV now, Bella. So <laughs> like, I'm like, this is, looks like a TikTok.
1: Yep. And it's, again, it's trending right now. It is blowing up. So if you don't have TikTok, Just download it, you know, get on there, see what other people are doing. Um, Now, as a business, should your business, you know, make a business account on TikTok and a business page? Um, There's a lot of brands, a lot of brands that have been very successful on TikTok doing behind the scenes videos, showing new, you know, new things that are in, fun things with their employees. I would say it definitely depends on what type of business you have, what industry you're in. Whether or not you think TikTok's a good fit,
0: and also the audience. I mean, TikTok's audience is a lot different than what you're going to find on Facebook. But you know what? I've you know, in talking to some clients, I said they want to do it. They're like excited about doing it. So I I stress to them that they can create content on there and use it on their other platforms, right?
1: And save it. So if you create, and that's what people are doing with Instagram Reels. They're really making it through the TikTok app. There's a lot more you can do as far as like making a video through TikTok than Instagram Reels. So a lot of people are making it through TikTok. You can save it to your phone and then upload it to Instagram.
0: (gasps) So they're cheating.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's tons of it. Um, Or you can just, yeah, again, use that app to make different videos and just put it on Facebook and edit it and stuff like that. It's really easy to use. And really fun too. And especially if you have someone, you know, uh, that works with you or, you know, your, your kids or something that really enjoy doing it, you not, you're not going to be surprised, like someone who really enjoys creating TikToks
0: um, and have them do it for you. You know, that's some really great advice. That's some good stuff. Yeah. TikTok. I, I agree with you. I think everyone should at least go check it out, but please don't go down the TikTok wormhole like I have. <laughs>
1: It can get pretty addicting to just sit there and like look at what everyone's doing. The one thing I really loved about TikTok is their algorithm. It is incredible. And that's why I do think eventually that a lot of businesses are going to be on TikTok. The algorithm is incredible and there has been a lot of successful businesses, small businesses too, especially now with everything being online and virtual, that have had a lot of success with TikTok.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I do. I do like it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm enjoying it. So oh. so let's go on with to, to number seven. And this is another tool that small business owners may find value in. And this tool is called record Now let me tell you about this. Um, And I'll tell you kind of how I use it or how we use it. So One is recordscreen.io is meant for your browser. So it's meant for your computer. It's not meant for your phone. But what it can do is record your um, screen plus your camera at the same time. So really cool. I also like that. There's no account needed. You don't need to create an account. You can actually just go to record screen.io. The first button is start recording and you can start recording and it'll ask you what pages of your browser you want to record. And I'll tell you where this comes in super handy. It comes in super handy when, especially if you're working with someone like me and our web development team, you could record your screen as you're going through your website, pointing out and recording the areas of change that you want to have. So there's no more of this, you know, doing a screenshot and putting a little red circle around something. (laughs) And and this is also great for internal use too. You know, you need something update. There's a form that's not working or you want to add something to a form. You can do that. This is just really cool too. If you're, you're tutoring or teaching someone to do something, you can have your camera going plus the screen so they can, you know, see you plus also walk them through whatever tutorial that you're showing them. So It is really easy to use and that's why I went, I mean, again, there's a lot of other programs out there, but this one is super simple. I mean, and then when you're done, you just hit finish and you download the file the video file directly to your desktop or to your Google drive or wherever you want it. And um, you can send it or you can share the link or what have you with anybody that you want um, to see the video. So really cool tool. I hope you enjoy that one. And um, you're always looking for feedback on some of our tools too. So if we, if you ever hear of, um, hear us talk about a tool and you either love or hate it, let us know so that we can also share saying, Hey, a month ago we shared this tool with you. We found out it really sucks. No,
1: that one
0: sounds awesome. Okay. So now that was number seven. We're going into the final here with number eight, which is something that a lot of small business owners sometimes do not realize may be available to them. And that is micro influencers, leveraging and using micro influencers in your marketing strategy. Okay. Let me first just kind of tell you what a micro influencer are or is okay. They are profiles that have fewer followers than your huge influencers. But they're actually sometimes more connected to their fan base and their community. They normally have a closer relationship too, um, which is super key here when I talk about small business owners using micro-influencers. It's that whole trust factor, okay? So I came up with some tips that small businesses um, can use when thinking about partnering or working with a micro-influencer, okay? And, and just so you know, when I wrote this out, Bella, for the podcast, I realized this could be a blog. So I'm going to also make this and turn this into a blog. So we'll share that as well. Okay. So the first thing that you want to do when you want to work with a micro influencer is do your research. You want to make sure that micro influencer has real content and is genuine. Um, that their followers are real and their followers are actually engaged. We have a lot of people with smoke and mirrors, right, Bella? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you really want to make sure that that micro influencer is the real deal. And the, the people that are engaging with them on their on their pages or profiles are the real deal. So always so number two, always check their audience, go look at their audience, make sure that their audience is in alignment with your brand. Okay. Number three, Build a relationship first. Don't drop into their DMs and start asking them to do you a favor, right, Bella? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you probably won't get a response back if you just, hey, yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, start engaging yourself on their platforms. Find out more about them and find a way to connect with them on a, a different level. Look, you're both probably small business owners in some way. So leverage that. Build that connection. Um don't just do a high five, but have a, a a written agreement about the deal that you want from them. So be very specific about what your wants are, what the expectation is as far as, you know, are they posting one time for you? Are, are you having to send them the photo that they use? Or is it going to be them holding your product or them getting your services and talking about it? Be very specific about your wants and needs. You'll get more value instead of you just assuming they're going to go off and do something for you. Be specific about what you're looking for from them. Um, Number five, plan the content out. I'm going to tell you right now, I work with some influencers and a lot of times they're like, look, I don't want to have to think about the creative piece. Just send me what you want. Send me the content or how you want it to look and feel. So You know, they'll be more willing to jump on board if you pitch them the idea. They're a lot of times busy people. They don't want to have to come up with the idea. So if you can pitch the idea to them, you'll be more successful in your collaboration with them, okay? And again, remember, it's a collaboration. So you do want to ask their opinion, like what works best for their audience? Um, is there a certain product? Maybe you have a hundred products. Maybe there's a certain product that's going to be more specific for their audience. So make sure it's a collaboration. Number six, don't just work with one. You know, start reaching out to several. I mean, you can leverage more than one. So um, look into several micro micro influencers. And the last one, stay organized. I'm going to be honest with you, I've received some where people have reached out to me and said something. I'm like, we've already spoke. They're like, oh, we did? I'm like, yeah, we did like last week. So and so to me, then that's a turn off because I'm like, okay, I'm nobody. I'm really nobody to you. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That makes sense. So Bello, any other I mean, did I leave anything out with this micro influencer thing? Is there something else you think that this is great, and I've I've worked with micro
1: influencers before, and it's it's really fun. Um, just it again, it's like networking. It makes you know you make new connections with people out online. Um, it's fun. It's definitely worth a shot if you have people that would relate to your business that you know have a good following online. Um, it's really also easy, but it, it can you know bring a lot of success also, which is great. And I mean it's just great. I mean, we do a lot too with bloggers, stuff like that. Um, if there's any opportunities that come like that, um, you know, as a business, it's like, why not just give
0: it a shot? You know, I love it. I love it. All right. So I think that is our eight for the for our first week we look we did it. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you run through of a little reminder for everyone so they know. um, or just are reminded about some of the the, the eight things that we spoke about today on, on eight by Kate.
1: Yeah. So the eight um, topics and trends that were top in this month were, we talked about hashtags and keywords. We've talked about national gratitude month and how you can leverage that in your marketing. We talked about those MailChimp changes, um, which will include the link on their new policies. We talk about quick, The video transcription tool, we talked a little bit about virtual events. Um, If you want to learn more about virtual events, sign up for the webinar on Tuesday. Uh, We talked about TikTok for your business. We talked about record screen. And then we also talked about micro influencers, which there'll be a blog
0: coming on that soon too. And you know, now that I looked at all this, we could actually do a whole podcast on each and every single one of these if we really wanted to. But there's so much to talk about on a monthly basis. I want to make sure that we're giving them enough that if they need more info, they know where to start at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And we could we could be
1: here all night uh, talking about like one of these topics. But it's a good thing that we got it all kind of you know, what's happening, what are the most frequently asked questions going
0: on right now in the marketing world, and just touching base on that with our um, audience. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining. And as always, follow me um, at Kate El And that's pretty much across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Um, Bella, where can everyone follow you or find you at?
1: You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Annabella S, so it's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-L-A-E-S-T. And I'm also on Facebook, also. So find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. I have a lot of other platforms too, but those two are going to be the best ones.
0: And what about for Wind Up? If people want to follow Wind Up.
1: Wind up, same thing, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and that would be at WindUp Dance Tour.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Signing off and remember you're all great marketers.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye.